Whoa, a card from Watley? See, you give and you get. This holiday season, a donation has been made in your name to the Children's Alliance? Oh, that's nice. I got him Yankees tickets. He got me a piece of paper saying, I've given your gift to someone else. To a children's charity. Don't you see how wrong that is? Where's your Christmas spirit? An eye for an eye. April 27th, 2014. Welcome, folks, to this fine program that we call TWIP This Here Week in Pendant. That sounded way too polished. This Here Week in Pendant. It's like thwip, thwip. Thwip, thwip. This here we can bend it. Thwip. Here. Oh. Thwip. It would be. Thwip. That was like the noise that like Spider-Man's web fluid would always make when he shot it out. Thwip, thwip. Well, that's onomatopoeia. Nerd. I'm a nerd. Onomatopoeia. <clears throat> I'm a nerd that I know that word. I know onomatopoeia. What of are you suggesting? You do, because you're a writer. Yeah. And I am too. Watch it. What? Suggesting I don't know words. No, I was suggesting you also were a nerd. <laughs> I am. So what's the problem? Okay, can we get on with it before you spit on me? Too late. Gross. The Pendant Picnic is coming up real soon, like. Sure is. If you'd like to attend. Would ya? You're running out of time. You are. May 18th. Yay! Here in Los Angeles. Sunny SoCal. In the Angeles area. So if you'd like to attend, you need to send me an email. Jeffrey at PendantAudio.com. Get the deets, the deets I will give you, and then yes, you may show we'll up. Yes, we'll send you the special code map. <laughs> you will have to decode for the proper location and the proper time. That's all lies. It's very mysterious. Lies. All the secrets can be yours. They can't believe a word you say. Send an email. Lies. For the first step. Stop it now. <laughs> Do send an email, though. That's how you can attend, yes. Well, yes, then you will know, because as we figure out what we're doing, then we can tell you. So anyway... Communication! That's the news for you about the picnic. There you go. Email me so you can show up <laughs> and have a good time. Great closing there. <laughs> <sighs> What's next, Blue Post-it? Please. I was going to mention that you and I and Mr. Jeffrey Thorne had done some more plotting on our next collaboration. You were going to, but now you're not. But I just <laughs> did. Oh, I blew your mind. You're just confusing. That was okay, your mind. Okay, we've been talking together yes. and working things out. And there's some plans. And we'll be talking again soon. That are hatching. Yeah. Things are in motion. Right. It's all moving, you know. Yeah, we're just talking. Chit Planning. Chatting. We're not just talking. There's plans. Fine. We're locking some stuff down. I guess. It's definitely going to be sci-fi. Okay. Locked in. Well, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And yeah, that's all I'll say You about should it stop. Yeah. You should stop now. But I do want to tell you that there's a sort of consortium. We're going to call them what? the consortium. What? Of folks no out one, there. No one consulted me. Who are planning a, another sci-fi show. That they're working on now that I'm, I'm told it's going to be pitched to me soon. I've got some details about it. It sounds interesting. What? You're mentioning pitches you don't have. I know it will come. No, stop. The consortium no. will send it to okay, me. Okay, let's just talk about this. <laughs> what? I'm telling them that no, there are people. You, these no. are pendant people who have worked on many pendant projects and they are planning something and working on something together. Yes, I know that. So it's That doesn't the... mean you're going to approve it. So of course will that not. be your next one? This By is... the way, I shot that down. <laughs> I might. Well, then that's you don't talk news. about it. That is still news. It is not. It that's is... pendant gossip, which is a different show <laughs> no, it's not that we gossip. don't have. That is actual news. <laughs> no. Yes, it's not just gossip. It's no. not rumor. This is true <laughs> facts I'm giving you. Really? It's in the pre-pitch planning stages uh -huh. from the consortium. Action news. The consortium. You heard it here first, folks. Okay, Bobby. Right? That's what it should be. <laughs> Listen. Bobby should be reading this. Okay. They're planning to run it kind of like Kingery with a Will staff of writers and one person you know, overseeing. You all of this could change. It could. And then we'll notify them of the changes. Dude. You discuss it as a... You can't ever report on news until it's this all over. This is not an open forum. No, it's not. You're right. No one else is submitting anything. All it's right. just Anytime us. Anytime you're going to just toss out some... Oh, this what? Is this is not news. I'm offended as a trained journalist. This is news. <laughs> as it happens. Oh. Which may turn it into... It hasn't happened. 
as much as I've said has happened. Uh huh. It may turn into no news, but for now, good. It's news. God. It's possible future news. Man, you really weren't kidding that we didn't have a lot to talk about this week. It's possible future news. I thought people would be interested to know. Okay. Possibly. From Greenville, Tennessee, we have Len Bell on the line. Howdy. How's it going? Going pretty well. Pretty well. For the record, you don't sound anything like Kermit Yoda. <laughs> Not easy. It is. I can't even. Yeah. No. Can't do it. <laughs> so... Fozzie Yoda would be funnier. Fozzie but... <laughs> Yeah, how do you do Waka Waka? I guess that would just simply be Waka Waka. Yeah, exactly. So, um, have you guys defrosted up in Tennessee? Uh, a little bit. It's still freezing. Absolutely freezing. But uh, there's no snow on the ground. Oh, that's cool. At, at least in the valleys. Mm. You can see it on the mountaintops. Oh, you expect it on mountaintops. That's true. So we have questions, and hopefully you have answers, and, you know, otherwise it's one-sided and very short. <laughs> Lay a mommy. Awesome. So, um, how did you make your way to Pendant? Ah, uh, that's an interesting story. Um, in 2011, I guess it was, I, um, what, and which I actually don't have an account on there. I just uh, browse pages. And um, so I went across Pendant's page, and there was a call for a director's class. So um, I was raring to go for that, and uh turned out I was a year too young. <laughs> ah. So um, I told Jeffrey, you know, well, maybe I'll write a script for seminar instead. So um, I did that, and lo and behold, I had a script that wound up in episode 46. Very cool. And that one was? Guardian of the Ram. So what was that like writing a, a uh, your, your first uh, pendant seminar script? It was pretty interesting. Uh, it, before any time I would write a script, it would just be for fun. Um, like my own enjoyment. It was never going to be seen by anyone. Mm-hmm. Never produced. And... Um, so doing that there was of course the formatting uh issues because i'd never formatted it in that exact hollywood screenplay format and um after the fact i learned that i actually did some errors with that anyways (laughs) so i apologize to you actors but um yeah it, it was a lot of fun and uh getting to do editing was fun so you really wanted to be independent if you couldn't be a director you were going to be a writer I was going to get independent somehow, <laughs> <laughs> because that directing that, that directing class call. Um, after that, I just really wanted to get in and do it, um, because I wanted to learn how to do the directing, and um, work my way in. What made you gravitate towards directing? Uh, I'm a technical guy, <laughs> mm-hmm. by nature, very technical. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone in my family has a technical error halfway across the country, they call me. Uh, so directing just seemed like a fun thing to try. So had you been exposed to audio dramas and audio recording? Oh, yeah. Before? Um, bef- I had been a huge fan of Dixie. <laughs> um the first time I listened to Dixie, it it was actually shortly after the series had ended, very shortly after, and um, I had this huge assignment coming up in high school, and I had to power through it over the weekend. So I fired up Dixie and listened to almost the entire series over a weekend, and that's probably one of the best weekends of my life. <laughs> um, and 
Even though I've only listened to the series all the way through once, I can quote most of the Umket commercials. <laughs> um, because Umket Super Death Agent kills bugs dead. So, <laughs> and um, and so then I had I'm also sure been a be so proud of you right now. <laughs> Um, and, and then I'd also listen to a seminar on occasion. And then there were other audio dramas outside Bennett and I had been listening to for years, so. Mm-hmm. It was definitely not a new thing. Okay. But the, the way Pendant does things was new to me. What was the Pendant way of doing things that was new? Uh, I think the organizational structure was was probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot of fun to work in, just because so many people are involved and so many people are focused on putting out all these episodes. Yeah, when I was listening to various things back in the day, one thing I noticed that Pendant had over many of the other uh, audio production companies was consistency and being able to release things in a uh, predictable way. Like, you knew your Definitely. show was coming out next month when they said, next month. And, uh, right. Whereas others would put out a show, and then seven months later, they'd be like, hey, we've got another one coming, you know, in two months. And then four months later, it'd be like, hey, it's coming out in a month. <laughs> yeah, and that only tends to happen when um, a hiatus comes up. And they're usually planned, right. or semi-planned. If they're not planned, there's episodes in the can already, so... Mm-hmm. So you started off writing for Seminar. Yes, indeed. And you've got a couple of them under your belt now. I've got three. Um, There was Guardian of the Ram and 46, which um, I don't know that it's my finest work, but the acting work in that show was amazing. And uh, it was fantastic to get to hear someone else bringing to life the words I'd written. Um, especially Jason and Richard Casto. I mean, how do you get better than those two? <laughs> um, but that was a lot of fun. And then I wrote Daddy for episode 52. And yeah, I remember that, that one. That was an interesting short. <laughs> that one, I think, people were not expecting to react to. Because, you know, we listen to these and we internalize them to a point and, you know... They're fun. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're thought-provoking. But that one, I remember that one kind of left me like, wow. And I just kind of needed a few minutes before I could do anything else because that was really intense. Yeah, the whole whole concept behind it was. And, um, which, you know, I think during the editing process, Susan was a little concerned about, you know, can we even do something like this? (laughs) Right. I have two little girls, so when I was listening, I was like, oh my god, oh my god. (laughs) Well, and one interesting thing was, when I wrote it, uh, the character of Angel was much younger than she actually turned out to be. And um, Paul and Anna Rodriguez wound up making her a little bit older. And it still works. uh, But if, if you can imagine it being even younger, it would have... You know, it would have even been a little more heart-wrenching <laughs> yeah. than it wound up being. Yeah, because we needed more heart-wrenching, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's already so heart-wrenching, you know, we need more. <laughs> and you've got um, some more on the way, right? I do. Um, well, and I also had the uh, one in episode 53, uh, Terminal Velocity. Mm-hmm. The uh, the one with five O and Peach Fuzz. <laughs> yes, I actually just listened to that episode the other day. Um, you know, I've got the way I have my iTunes organized. It finished what was new, and then it went on to the next thing, and the next thing from all my clicking around happened to be episode fifty three of Seminar, and it just came out. I was like, oh, I'll just listen to this again, and it was, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> That was an, I, an interesting. I enjoyed playing with, just that. That was the original idea uh, when it came to me. Was why are so many undercover cops 
grizzled and why do they have five o'clock shadow <laughs> and uh so i decided to play around with that <laughs> and name all the characters after hair puns <laughs> yeah and um the the mustache guy handlebar handlebar <laughs> <laughs> i was like what is he doing here oh i get it now <laughs> well it was, it was hilarious because uh Dave, there's this part near the end of the episode where uh, all of the beards, a bunch of crates and boxes collapse on them. And um, so Dave did this ad lib where he's like, I wasn't even supposed to be here. <laughs> uh, that was pretty great. And then you've got one that is coming soon? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> uh, hopefully by the time this interview airs it will have gone off to the seminar script writer or the rapper writer Mm -hmm. so we shall see maybe maybe not um okay so is there anything that you can say about the the episode at this point um i am a little afraid of saying too much Mm -hmm. and spoiling anything but um want ninjas to get any of us yeah, that's true. Um, it's something that folks have never seen on seminar before. So okay, there's a lot of uh, a lot of sound effects. It's very sound effect heavy. So okay. all right, well we can leave it at that. As I Fair see enough. Back, <laughs> as I see shadows backing off, and um, so that's cool. You you um, submitted to Pendant's Gateway Drug. So, oh yeah, <laughs> to get to get in. I love that you call it that, by the way. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Um, well, for me, it it was Avalon, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, the directing class. So you couldn't take it when it was offered. How long did you have to wait before you could get into directing? I had to wait till the very next class, which was uh, the one that I wanted to take was offered in the winter of 11 mm-hmm. and uh the very next one was offered in spring summer of uh 12 which was just right after my birthday okay so i was able to take it and i was cleared for any legal obligations that <laughs> <laughs> jeffrey may have been afraid of curse and, those yeah. But yeah, the the class was a lot of fun. Um, so, what is the directing class like for those that haven't taken it, or or might be thinking of taking it, and or people who just haven't even heard of it? Um, basically, you're on an instant messaging session with uh, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. and he sits at his computer and he sends you all of these different files that contain or, or zip files that contain dialogue. Mm-hmm. And you make a miniature scene out of the dialogue he sends you. And he teaches you how to clean the lines. And he teaches you how to filter them. And he teaches you how to insert sound effects and music and those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was a lot of fun. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I took, I think the class is about four hours. And I took, I must have taken five or six. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I still wasn't uh, finished with everything, so I had to send the rest of my work in the next day. And um, so Jeffrey finally approved it, and voila! There's a final as part of that? There is. Um, which, the final is not... It's not very long. I think the scene was only about one or two minutes, at least the one I had. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was... It was pretty intensive, and at the time I was using um, Audacity because that was what I was told to use mm-hmm. by various people. And um, <clears throat> Audacity is a little bit more on the complicated side than Adobe Audition, so it takes a little bit longer, in my opinion. Audacity is free, which is really, really nice. That's see. That's the thing. It, you know, <laughs> free versus paid. Yeah. How can you pass it up? Right. But when you're learning, it takes a little bit longer. Mm. But uh, 
no, other than that, that that's pretty much what the, the final entails. Okay. I'm afraid to say too much. I'm afraid Jeffrey will come after me and <laughs> be like, "You're you're ruining my class." <laughs> Doggone it! If I'm ever gonna do another one. Oh, I'm sure he will at some point. Yes, hopefully. Perhaps hopefully Jeffrey will, will mention it in the twip where this is being broadcast. Hopefully, hopefully one of these days when Pendant has 30 shows running, then we'll have more directors. Yeah, 30 shows is a pipe dream. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, it's a show released almost every day. Exactly. Yeah, that could make somebody's head explode. It's a lot to schedule. The Pendant Audio Network? Yes. <laughs> Coming to you via SiriusXM. <laughs> that would be so there's, cool. There's an idea. All right, so you got into the directing class, you made your way through, and then you passed, and you started directing for Pendant. I did. Um, there was actually a pretty long gap. I think it was almost a year. Um, until a directing spot opened up. And um, finally, uh, Colin needed a director on the Pendant Shakespeare, so Mm -hmm. I jumped on that. (laughs) I jumped on that quickly. Now, did you have Shakespeare in your background before that? I did not. Um, Before I started, the only Shakespeare plays I had ever read were Macbeth and Julius Caesar. And I had to read those in high school. But uh, other than that, no, I had very little, very little knowledge of Shakespeare. Okay. It's 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 been a huge learning experience, and I've often joked that the synonym for pre-production on the Pendant Shakespeare is actually school. <laughs> so, you're constantly being schooled. There's a lot when Shake a lot of implied things when Shakespeare comes into play. Oh no yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's a it's a word heavy show. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yes. So you've now directed on Othello? I started on I'm trying to think act 3 of Much Ado About Nothing. Okay, started on Much Ado. Okay. So I started as assistant director then and um became lead director on Othello Act 5. Okay. So, yes, I remember Collins cheering in the commentary. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he was excited to pass the torch mm. because when you hold, when you're constantly beating your own record of scene lengths, you sometimes you want to break. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he needed a break after three plays. Yeah, yeah. Especially when he has other stuff to do. <laughs> Collins busy (laughs) wink wink nudge nudge yes so now that othello has aired act five are you doing the sonnets that at the time of this recording haven't been released yet um are you directing this the next sonnets episode uh yes i directed the sonnets part six Mm -hmm. and um actually in just a couple weeks, the Sonnets Part 7 should be going out to cast. Oh, awesome. So um, I've been directing everything past Othello 5 on my own, which has been uh, scary at times. <laughs> so with the Sonnets, because they're they're very sh- usually very short and um, are just one person, right? Right. They're, um... how, how different is that from the, the audio dramas? in the plays and such um i usually tell the actors in the uh script release email to perform them to to instead of just reading them pretend like they're into it uh meaning that the you know these are their own words rather than just a character's words Mm -hmm. or uh, or shakespeare's words and um that usually turns out very well and then depending on how an actor gives me their take on those words, um, I choose music that evokes a mood. Mm-hmm. And um, that's usually a lot of fun to try. Because I'm 
I like to bounce around with the music a lot. <laughs> like Kevin McLeod is good, but there are other royalty free artists. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, with um, Othello, I had been pulled into Much Ado, and before I had done very much directing at all, I told Colin, you know, we need to use this music artist at some point on this show, even if it's just the sonnets. And um, I gave him a link to A-Land's stuff, and he comes back to me when we're uh, fixing to send out the casting call for Othello, and he says, yeah, that's what we're going to use. <laughs> So, so that it was out. a win-win. Yes. So, upcoming is going to be Twelfth Night. Yes. A lot of people have been talking about Twelfth Night. Twelfth Night is going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and what does that mean? We have jazz music. We have drunkards. <laughs> Uh, and we have pompous steward slash servants. And we have cross-dressers. And we have uh, cross-gendered people. And it's really complicated. <laughs> or it's like some people like to call Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's it's been a lot of fun to direct. Um, especially with the jazz stuff, because... Um, while we were working on Othello, I said, you know, I'm thinking jazz for Twelfth Night. And at the time, I didn't know I was going to be solo directing Twelfth Night. Mm-hmm. And um, Colin was like, you know, that might work. Um, so once I finally took the reins, I was trying to find jazz music. And um, one of the big problems was the clown, Fisty. Uh does a lot of singing in the play. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure how I was going to pull that off, but fortunately, Vincent Morrison offered his services to compose the music, and I was not going to turn that down. <laughs> <laughs> so he composed all five of Feste's songs, and they sound amazing. Yes, he they mentioned sound that in amazing. his interview. Which was they then... sound amazing. Awesome. I could brag on him for an hour, probably. <laughs> and Allison, too. Allison Moser, who's uh, playing Feste. Yes, and she mentioned the singing that she will be doing. In her oh, interview. yeah. As a matter of fact, um, when you hear the trailer for Act 2, you'll get a little sample of that. <laughs> awesome. That's a few months away for folks, but it's going to be worth it. So, what is Twelfth Night about? Because... I honestly, before hearing about it in Pendant, because, you know, I'm not the biggest Shakespeare guy, I've not, I had not heard of it before. We didn't do Twelfth Night in high school. I did Julius Caesar, Romeo and Juliet, um, a couple other ones, but not Twelfth Night. So that's not one that I personally had been exposed to before. Um, it's hard to summarize. The, the basic plot is that this woman has washed up on shore of a place called Illyria. And her brother has drowned, or so she thinks. Mm-hmm. And she gets wound up in the court of a man named Count Orsino. And uh, he is in love with a woman named Olivia who is, uh, I don't know how you would put it. She's kind of like um, uh, a Baroness-type figure, except that she's not married. Okay. And uh, she has wealth and those types of things. And she's mourning the loss of her brother, and Orsino really wants to uh, have a relationship with her, and it's... It's complicated, but I think what a lot of people love about Twelfth Night is the side plots involving uh, a character who I guess Shakespeare intended to be the villain, Malvolio, uh-huh. and um, he's not really a villain character, he's he's more tragic than anything, and uh, it involves him and the exploits of uh, a character named Sir Toby, and 
his host of cohorts. Uh, they're annoying him, basically. <laughs> okay. Makes yeah. me think of um, from Hamlet, um, uh, Rosencrantz, Cats. Oh, wow. I'm really bad at this. Um, Timon and Pumbaa. Timon... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa. Okay. Yes. Let's just say it like it is. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. That was right, wasn't it? Um, Hamlet? Yes, Rosencrantz and uh, Gilden... I can't remember his name. Guildenstern. Guildenstern, yes, I, I believe that's correct. Woohoo, I got one. <laughs> that sounds semi correct. I'll take it. Yeah, it sounds like the, that kind of character. Or except, except that uh, Sir Toby is drunk all the time. Oh. So, him. take that how you will. He is drunk all of the time. <laughs> yes, and drunk in Shakespeare has a very special meaning. It's a special kind of drunk. Well, um, I don't know if you listened to, I guess it was Act 2 of Othello. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where Iago decides that he's going to uh, make Cassio lose his rank. It takes him to a bar area and gets him drunk. And he just goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which Dave Morgan did a wonderful job playing Cassio. In that. Yes, I did listen and, and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's nice being at work and getting to listen to other people being drunk and kind of snickering about it and people around you having no idea what it is you're laughing about. <laughs> I do that all the time when I'm mixing. And, um, <laughs> someone in my family will walk into a room and they'll be like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, oh, you wouldn't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so Twelfth Night is how many acts? Five acts. Five acts of awesomeness. <laughs> and are you going to continue with the Pendant Shakespeare? Most definitely. Awesome. Um, as yeah, of variety show. <laughs> as of the uh, as of this recording, anyways, I sent out the Julius Shakespeare or Julius Shakespeare <laughs> Julius Caesar casting call yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, and we have over forty roles in that thing, and that—that's going to be interesting to cast. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot of roles. I—I I, I told Colin Kelly that I don't think there has been a pendant show that casts that many roles at once. I could be wrong. At once, probably not. Um, let's see. When Tabula Rasa started, no. When Kingery started, I don't think there was forty. No, I don't. I don't think there were that many all in one shot. I mean, over the course of the Kingery, the last, what is it, six seasons, um, there's probably been more than 40 characters cast for, but I, I don't think there has been. Oh, yeah, there's been. Thoughts. Boy, there's, there's probably been well over 100 for that show. Yeah, I don't think there's been one that's had... Um, 40 in one shot probably the only show that's ever had more of a seminar <laughs> yeah but even a seminar short hasn't needed 40 characters that's true well unless you're told yeah <laughs> unless you're perry episode. riddle unless you're perry Whittle writing a short right <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> i'm sorry I, i'm kind of in love with these commercial messages so it was yeah, pretty amazing was that was a good time so let's see. After so after um, Twelfth Night is Julius Caesar. Yes. And you're gonna direct that, and I t it sounds like you'll keep going until they kick you out. I'm gonna keep going as long as I can keep going. <laughs> awesome. Do you know what's gonna come after Julius Caesar? How, how far ahead do you guys are you guys thinking about um, the Shakespeare show? We usually plan one play ahead. Mm -hmm. But this time we're actually three ahead because uh, with Julius Caesar, we we decided to make Mark Antony a Mark An Antonia. Uh, so that, oh, of really? course, affects... Yes. And so that, of course, affects ladder plays. And so we are ahead three plays right now. That affects other plays? Yes. 
notably uh, Anthony and Cleopatra. Oh, well, yeah. So going through and making sure your characters all work out and your dialogue all works out and future characters' genders all work out, it's complicated. Well, given the nature of you know how each one is, I don't want to say standalone because you have that relationship there, but you've got um, Twelfth Night is Jazz, Othello is kind of in the future, I have no idea what you're going to do with um, Julius Caesar, but will Anthony and Cleopatra fall in line, necessarily have to fall in line with that, where you have to think about the future plays? Uh, or is it just something you've decided you're going to do? I, th- I think it has to, just because it's it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there aren't many sequel Shakespeare plays. Right. But, um, I mean, normally we would just do the one... But now this time around, we have that one planned. In the future, we have Julius Caesar, and we also have um, A Comedy of Errors, which I suggested to Colin because Kat had previously said when she was the dramaturg that it was her favorite. So um, I figured we would give someone their favorite (laughs) (laughs) since they had basically all but requested it. Yeah, And, and, and if it should go to somebody, Kat's a good candidate for that. Indeed. And actually, The Pendant Shakespeare is one of those shows where I think Colin and I would be happy to take requests as long as that request is not Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> you know, you guys keep saying that in the commentaries, and, and i got to say, I think that if Pendant were to do Romeo and Juliet, you guys would just crush it. Because I, I think it would, yeah, everybody's done Romeo and Juliet, and then there was West Side Story and, you know... And, and all that but I think Pendant's spin on Romeo and Juliet whatever that would end up being would just be full of awesome well I've often said to Colin that if we do it that we would need to do it as a full blown comedy because so many of the tropes in Romeo and Juliet have been cliched over mm-hmm. time and uh, and there are already comedic elements in the play right so I had suggested, you know, if we ever did it, then we would need to do it as a full-blown comedy and then throw a laugh track in the background <laughs> like a sitcom. Nice. And I think that would be pretty awesome. But this I'm going to I'm gonna have to convince the drama in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, we could even throw that at the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning of the play. <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys keep saying, "Oh, we, we you know, we're not going to do Romeo." I totally think you should do it. I, th- I think you guys would crush it, because it would be something. It would be completely and going full blown comedy like that would be really cool. It would just, I think, it would be awesome. <laughs> I think it might be awesome. Everybody too. has done it. That, that all the more reason for Pendant to surpass everyone and make it that much better. Well, that's that's pretty much the only way I can think of that no one has ever done it before. So it it would be an interesting take. It would. Then, yeah, it definitely would. And then you would have all the awkward pauses between when a character says something and then the audience laughs, and then you <laughs> wait till that's over and then they speak again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. It it could be a it, yeah. It could be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. On some some past um, interviews, we've been doing this thing where um, we've offered to people the, to live tweet questions, and, and because I was occupied and rushed when we first um, got together tonight, I wasn't able to do that. But be that as it may, people have tossed some questions out um, early um, via Twitter. All right. And I'm just going to double check and make real quick and make sure nothing else has come in. Because um, I did send them to the Twit page um, for that to submit. And. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. So I've got these two. All right. So we've had some random questions come in. And we'll, we'll go back to doing the. Uh, 
the live tweets, but I think we're going to continue to get some of these um, kind of left field kind of questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, before let's we, go for it. All right. Before we do that, um, do you have another? Do you have one question that did come in um, about your dream job? Would it My be voiceover? Would it be directing, writing? And then um, the other half of the question is, for what kind of thing would would your dream job be for? Cartoons, games, films, commercials, that sort of thing. Go. Wow. Uh, wow. Yes, we asked the hard-hitting questions. Uh, I would say it would be in directing. I mean, I love doing writing. I love doing writing, but that's more or less a hobby, whereas I feel like even though directing for Pennant is a hobby, it's uh, because it's technical, it's something that I could push further. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would be in video games, probably. <laughs> I would be directing audio for video games. Oh, cool. Just because video games are always awesome. You know, it's it's hard to beat, especially the classics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, what is your favorite video game that you would like to see as a feature film? Mist. Hands down. Oh. Hands down. The Mist series. That would be interesting. Because uh, those are my all-time favorite video games. <laughs> Followed up very closely by the Metroid series. There was a great video game that ended up being um, not such a great movie, um, but I thought the game was fantastic, especially in the early 90s with the technology being what it was back in the day, but Wing Commander was cool. Ah. Unfortunately, the movie didn't wasn't nearly as epic as the, the video game concept was. I'm not going to lie, I've never played Wing Commander. It's been on my list for a long time, I've just never gotten to it. <laughs> back in, let's see, when that would have been for me, 91? 90, mm-hmm. Um and given what you know, computer technology was back then, and um, what video games were were like back then, um, back when I was a young in, in, in college, <laughs> um, yeah, that was definitely a uh, a pretty cool game. It was one of the first that really, at least that I was exposed to, that started putting the um, movie snippets into the game as you progressed your way through. Right. That weren't just, you know, cartoony, but actual stuff. Well, let me make you feel old. Mist came out the year before I was born. (laughs) So, and I've still been in love with that game. Yeah, thanks for that. (laughs) You're totally welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. Um, Nutella or peanut butter? Peanut butter. Okay. Reese's peanut butter. <laughs> All right. Actually, no, I like peanut butter in general, but like if I could choose peanut butter, it would be the candy kind. Because of the sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you kids and your sugar. <laughs> I generally stay away from peanut butter just okay. because of the sugar content. But Family Guy or The Simpsons? Uh, Futurama. <laughs> no um oh it's gonna be that kind of thing huh okay actually i actually don't watch either i'm gonna admit but if i had to choose one of the two i would say the simpsons because that has been the one that has rocked pop pop culture more than anything <laughs> yeah i would agree with that it's got staying power that's for sure definitely because that was yeah i'm not even gonna say what how that was on when how young i was so <laughs> yeah never mind um, McDonald's or Domino's? Mm, Domino's. Domino's, definitely. And finally, but no less important than any of the others, boxers or briefs? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> boxers. Thank you, Damien Hayward, for those hard-hitting questions. <laughs> Thanks, Damien. <laughs> okay. Um, is it our... Any anything that you're working on that you'd like to talk about um, that we haven't that's independent outside of pendant? Um, 
I've worked on a couple other things with Pendant, but I can't really say what they are, just right. because they don't exist yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, and other than that, I Your have been involved. Cool. I have been involved with the Audioverse Awards over the past year or so. Mm-hmm. So that has been fun. I've been handling most of the technical stuff for them: the website, uh, podcast, some of the social media things. Very cool. But yeah, that was that was an interesting experience. Is that something you're continuing to do, or is that a do for a certain amount of time and then it passes on? Um, I should be coming back next year to help with more technical things. Um, but I don't know if I'll stick around forever. We'll see. Okay. It really just depends on um, if Gwendolyn Jensen Woodard wants more people or not. Or if I get tired of it. That's that's a possibility as well. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, I think that about covers everything. Cool. Can uh, people find you online anywhere? I am on Twitter at TheBellMan. That's B-E-A-L-L. Because my ancestors didn't know how to spell. <laughs> and um, I'm also on Google+. Uh, but... I don't know the URL for that because it's pretty crazy. <laughs> so just search for Landon Bell, and I have a little mist book as my icon. Well, that makes sense. Like I said, I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, follow me. I'll follow you back. Cool. Well, I think unless you're you... spam. Say that again. <laughs> I said unless you're unless spam. You're spam right. Well, I appreciate you taking the time for the thank... interview. Well, thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And um, it's definitely a lot of fun and uh, enlightening. As you well. have been enlightened on Shakespeare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks can find me on Twitter at uh, JG underscore QA and on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six. And... Um, once again, thank you, Landon. I appreciate you taking the time to to chat. And it has been fun. Yes, definitely a lot of fun. And um, we shall send this back to Jeffrey and Susan. Ta da! It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. Coming out Wednesday, April thirtieth, episode fifty-six of Seminar. Welcome back, students. Can I buy you a drink? I was actually about to leave. You boys really do stick together, don't you? We're partners. That's what we do. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have realized. <laughs> You're funny. <sighs> oh, my. Officers, do you have a minute? I'm off duty. Find someone else. No, no. Mm-mm. Don't you dare tell me there's no such thing as an afterlife. No, certainly not. Well... At least it's a beautiful night. Do you know how hard a time I'm having not hitting you right now? That depends on what you have. <laughs> Why bother? It's not like what I say will matter. I had the situation handled. I'm very sad that the future does not have Chinese food. Coming out Wednesday, May 7th, Season 7, Season Opener of The Kingery! Woo! You gotta stop meeting like this. Probably. You're right about that. Next time on The Kingery. There will be no more Miss Arkell. I am Cassandra, and my brother is dead to me. He ruined my family, and that name will not be said until I've restored the proper respect. Whatever you want, Cassandra. Just figure it out. Well, Cassandra doesn't understand that it's impossible to look up what's never been done before. My dad's a technical genius. I ran a soul shop. And you've got access to every bit of knowledge the sector's ever seen. Between the three of us, we should be able to get this figured out, right? You're right, Daphne. It is you I want. By my side, where you belong. Listen to the words. Hear the words. Live the words. Submit. Release. Let go. Only at PendantAudio.com I can't help but notice. Um, are you 
sweaty. It smells quite fetching. You one weird slime ball. Thank you. La la la, the show is almost done. That is all we've got for you this week. Yeah. Slow week. Although we should mention again, hey, leave us some reviews for Phantom Canyon. And you know what? Our other shows, too, on iTunes. All the podcasts. Guys, we it really makes a humongous difference. Humongous difference. Okay. The more re- you know what? You don't even have to write a review if you just click the little star rating. That helps a lot. A sure. lot. Really does. And it's just, it's just one click. Yeah. Just click. You go to iTunes. You just click the stars underneath the show name. Just click. Just click. Click. I think they know how to click. Actually, just once is enough. You don't have to do it like six times. Press your finger on the mouse button over preferably the top top one. That that's ideal. The five stars. That's ideal. That's what we like the best. But whatever you feel is honestly deserved, you know. Yeah. Which is five, right? I mean, come on. It's it's gotta be five. We all know. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Be sure to stop by the website at PendantAudio.com, the Yahoo group at groups.yahoo.com slash group slash Pendant, the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash PendantAudio, the Twitter at Twitter.com slash PendantWeb, and the Tumblr at PendantAudio.tumblr.com. We'll see you back here in two weeks. Yeah, you will. Yeah. This is Susan Bridges. And Jeffrey Bridges. Thanks for listening. This was a definite episode. (laughs) What does that mean? Are you insulting (laughs) us now? No, mostly just you. Okay, can we get on with it before you spit on me? Too late. Gross.